0: All right, so we have the garden pod started again and in the studio with us we've got Zoe Griffiths, Amy Marsh, and Ruy So Zoe Griffiths, you're from the think Maths. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah uh, yeah sure. Uh, so um, part of my job is to go into schools and, uh, and talk about maths and do maths talks and workshops uh, with students. Um, And uh, so that's what Think Maths is, Um, and the the talks and workshops are kind of on bits of maths that are not on the curriculum. Um, So sort of wacky bits of mathematics that maybe show maths from a a different perspective, and show bits of maths that, that, especially that I hadn't seen when I was at school. Um, So that's what I've been doing uh, the last three days at the school. Alright,
0: and what's your background?
1: Um, So uh, I did a maths degree, um, so I'm a mathematician. Um, actually, I did a maths and philosophy degree, if we're being specific, I haven't I told students that. Um, so I did a maths and philosophy degree. Uh, I used to be a maths teacher for about five years in the UK um, and did a few other things
2: and now I do what I'm, I'm doing now. Um,
0: Thank you. Mrs Marsh?
2: So my name is Amy Marsh and then I'm the head of maths, um, which I've been here for just over a year. Before that, I was in the UK where I worked at a grammar school, a boys' grammar school for 10 years. And which I very much enjoyed. Um, I've been a Head of Maths since uh, 2011, I think, um, and it's a a job I very much enjoy working with teachers and students um, and shaping curriculums.
3: Um, I'm Urvi and um, I'm a year 13 student. I currently do, I currently study further maths, physics and chemistry, and I really enjoy um, quantum mechanics. Oh, very cool.
0: (laughs) Um, So I read an article, right, by in the Telegraph, by Emma Pierce, and she says it's not the lack of confidence that means girls do not choose maths. She says it's simply because the subjects they don't thrill her and teachers didn't convince her it was a subject worth studying. But now I'm interested to hear what you, as women in maths, think about that statement. So basically, she's saying women, do girls, do have the confidence to study maths, but they just don't want to because it's not a thrilling enough subject to study.
1: I think it sounds like quite a personal opinion to mm-hmm. her experience. It sounds like she might be projecting her own experience of it, not thrilling her onto all of the, the females.
2: I'm not sure I would necessarily agree. I, I actively disagree and I think that if you look at girls' schools, you find that plenty of girls do study maths and physics. Um, but it tends to be in mixed schools that you have such unnaken ratios. So I, I do disagree. I think it is confidence.
3: Um, I I kind of read an article um, about the disparity in uh, women in STEM um, in different countries. So actually, like it was interesting because... Um, less women chose to do STEM subjects in more developed countries where they had more rights and whereas like in less developed countries there were more women who did STEM subjects than those in developed so that's That's very interesting
2: is that because in developing countries STEM subjects are more likely to guarantee you a job I think is that you can go into um, engineering or medicine Mm -hmm. or law or those Mm -hmm. sorts of subjects whereas studying history maybe doesn't open up the same obvious opportunities in the workplace?
3: Definitely, like in countries like um, China and India, um, careers in engineering and math are considered quite prestigious so children are usually encouraged to follow those fields so regardless of them being boys or girls. It's very Mm -hmm. interesting
0: because one of the things I have written down as well is that parents that. Whether or not it's a problem that not enough parents and teachers and just society push and encourage girls to enter these fields, where it's, according to your article, in certain countries they do, like that is what they do encourage. So, is it, could we say that maybe in the Western are, they, are we encouraged enough to do maths? Probably not, yes. Yeah, it sounds like culture is playing a yeah.
1: huge part in the uh, girls going into STEM or not. Um, I think the stereotypes that kind of uh, women and girls are kind of um, exposed to, I suppose, about being female, probably play a huge part. I think in, in not going into STEM subjects, but equally, we could probably have the same conversation, I think, about women in sports and Definitely. women in industry and women as leaders and all sorts of other things. So I think it's, I don't, for me, I don't think it's about maths. It's not at all about maths at all. It's about um, kind of what women are expected to be to be like. Um, as a kind of subconscious. Stereotype,
0: right? Very true, but then there's several. I see a lot of effort being made to encourage girls into maths and science. And there's a toy company that's called Goldie Blocks, for example, that's really pushing it yeah, as well. Yeah. There are lots of girls in maths workshops that I know you've done here at GIS. Yeah. And there are computer coding just for girls. So, why do you think that these clubs and these exclusive, because since they're just for females, why are they necessary?
2: There's an an interesting development in the UK Maths Olympiad um, teams over the last few years. So the Maths Olympiad is an international competition, it's like your kind of elite mathematicians go and represent the country against other countries, and um, the UK just uh, had a, a mixed team. And then a few years ago, um, Jeff Smith, who runs the team, wanted to try and encourage more girls, because it was all boys. Mm. And he looked at China, who had um, more girls taking part, and they had a girls-only Olympiad, as well as their usual Olympiad team, mm. which seemed to encourage more girls, because they did well in the girls-only Olympiad, and then they joined the mixed team. And then the UK started doing the same thing, and since then, it's a small sample, but since then, it seems to have made a difference. So those clubs do seem to work, but it seems to take a long time and work on a small scale, I think. Mm.
0: It leads on to one of the questions that you and I talked about before this podcast, that what do you think about having quotas for each gender at mm. universities? Would this weaken the quality of the student body, and as a whole, if girls are given preferential treatment yeah. with lower mm-hmm. grades?
3: How would you feel if you were given
2: preferential treatment to get onto
3: a course? Uh, I feel quite insulted, (laughs) yeah, Um, um, as a general rule, I don't really believe in quotas because I just feel that, um, like even though some people might have an advantage, like overall, um, you need more quality in an institution. Mm -hmm. So maybe like instead of giving them a leg up into admission for the institution, you should give them a leg up earlier on so that they can reach that standard.
0: And do you feel that workshops would do that? Yeah, I think so. Thanks.
3: And so
1: what's um, interesting what Ms. Marsh was saying um, about the the Olympiad, um, Mm. um, what what do you think is the reason that those workshops um,
2: work, look like they're working? I don't. I don't know, but it seems to be that um, the girls who take part in the girls only Olympiad who do very well then have the confidence to mm-hmm. compete with the boys. And sometimes you can see in girls only groups girls mm-hmm. are much more reluctant to say their thoughts out loud mm-hmm. and um, more worried about what other people think, how other students mm-hmm. view them, looking stupid, and the boys seem to, for whatever reason, yeah. be less aware of that, or less bothered I by it. I think that, that kind of rings true with my experience, so maybe that they kind of
1: have an opportunity to, to prove to themselves that they're definitely they capable enough. of it, and then, um, yeah, I think that's that. Uh, when, when I go around schools um, talking about maths and workshops, I've noticed, one thing I've noticed quite a bit is sometimes if I'm kind of circulating the room asking students questions kind of uh, one-to-one, not in front of the class, um, and I'll, I'll be looking at a girl and say, to the girl kind of, uh, oh, what do you think's going on here? and I don't know what percentage of the time, 70% of the time making that up, but quite a lot of the time, if the, a, a boy sitting next to her will sort of answer for her, or sort of jump in and... That's and I don't think the boys aren't doing it from, it's coming from a good place, they probably think they're being helpful, but um, it's, it is quite overwhelming, the number of times that that happens, and sort of making sure I make a conscious effort to, to be like, oh, hang on a minute, actually I was asking this lady. <laughs> lady yeah. you know.
0: um, so, so do you think that we should invest more time in teaching Girls in schools, sort of maths and in confidence, confidence in maths basically.
1: I, th- I think so. I think making it explicit, F, uh, making it explicit that being confident in maths and in also in other things is a is a skill and is something you can practice and get better at, rather than just a something you innately have or don't have. And I think I think something it's sort of because um, of course you can get more confident. You can be really unconfident at something and then sort of over time sort of train yourself to to overcome those feelings of inadequacy or well, lack of confidence. I think, I think making it explicit and talking about it is probably a really good
0: thing. So what's the biggest thing you see when you run the girls' maths clubs here, in when you go out in schools and run only girls' clubs or workshops, and then the mixed ones, what, what are the differences you see between the two?
1: Um, that's quite interesting. I would say the majority of my time I'm in mixed environments. Um, occasionally I go to girls-only schools or a girls-only uh, class like the one yesterday for example um, I think the level of teamwork is higher oh, this is controversial <laughs> I'm, not <getting> examples, <laughs> I I'm just I'm just reporting my experiences hmm. the level of teamwork is higher in a girls-only environment um, especially the task we were doing yesterday in hmm. early class um, would you explain the task uh, so they're creating a dodecahedron uh, which is a 12-faced 3D shape, um, just by folding uh, paper, so there's no line to cut or stick anything, um, and it takes quite a lot of problem solving um, and sort of spatial awareness and logical thinking in order to know how to put it together, um, and it, it 100% involves teamwork, and if the, if the group of people don't work as a team, they will not make a dodecahedron, in my experience, um, and it's, it's, it is really interesting that often the teams that, they'll have one person trying to do everything, or they'll have two people trying to do it separately, because so they won't work together, will invariably be boys or be mixed in this group. So I think, um, I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm just saying that's an experience I've had, yeah. and that's a real skill that girls seem
2: to have that we can build on. In lessons, I think you, you see boys are much more likely to race each other, even in your yeah, class, exactly, yeah. time, that's that's very boys will try and compete to get the answer first. Um, I don't really see any girls ever doing that, much more likely to work together, work collaborative. Yeah but then at the end they don't like to individually say out loud what they've done Mm. for fear of looking stupid or they want to present it as a group and I think you're a rare case Irving that you're actually very good at public speaking and you're confident in public speaking Mm. but even in your skills and wellbeing session yesterday Mm. a lot of the other girls in the room (laughs) just weren't confident at all at talking.
1: I, th- I think that's a really, really good point, which is uh, that, so math is a collaborative subject. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't, don't realise that, and so this ability to collaborate is so important, and that's something that, um, that kind of girls seem to have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing of racing, isn't it, it's if like the boys often want to race and get to the end first and be the first to finish. Um, which then it's going to put off pe- people who don't work in that way yeah? mm. so that might kind of feed into the com- lack of confidence
0: um. so I mean I'm going to ask you as well Evie, especially do you think there might be this thing about it's, seen, it's not seen as cool to, exce- to excel in these subjects oh. do you think that's correct like for girls is it cool to study maths
3: um well, actually, I mean, like, I think it's
0: cool. I think yeah. it's really cool, obviously. I mean, I couldn't yeah. do math to save my life.
3: But. Um, like, what you were kind of saying about the racing thing, like, the boys, they do that without caring what um, others think of them. Mm. But for girls, it's like, you don't really want to show off your ability too much because you don't want the others to suddenly feel like you're some god or something like that. So, the like, I've noticed the boys in my class, like, they just say the answer out loud and then people are sometimes in awe of them and stuff. But then, like, um, when some girls do it, like, they feel embarrassed by it. They're like, no, 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 I'm not that good. Like, I'll just... Even if they know the answer, they won't say it out loud. Which
0: really says that this is not just about maths or STEM, is it? It's Mm -hmm. very much a gender thing. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, it literally breaks my heart to hear that girls won't speak out because they're afraid of failure and the boys will blurt out things not necessarily being right. Um, Which leads me on to a Beastie Boys song that I I listen to, the one that's called um, Girls, which says girls do the dishes, girls to clean up my room, girls to do the laundry, girls and in the bathroom, girls that's all I really want is girls. I mean and every time I hear that it really makes me annoyed because it's just again the stereotyping of women. Stop listening to it. I know, right? I should. <laughs> um, and I think it just especially now again as I said, like I'm not very good at maths at all. And I feel like a lot of women choose to they choose us and humanities, maybe more so in the West than clearly in, in Asia perhaps. But I just find why is this? You know, that is the main thing. And what it's a, what's a big thing you would give, the big advice you'd give to, you know, girls in schools to choose maths? If their interest is there, what would you tell them? Why should they be studying maths or STEM? Hmm.
1: I think um, one of the things I, I say sometimes when I speak to students about uh, why I study maths is... I think often people have this idea that the content that you learn in maths is is the sole reason that you would learn maths, uh, so for example, being able to find the length of the hypotenuse of a right-angled triangle or something, um, that's, and then they think, well actually, they might be thinking, oh I don't actually want to do something with that later on in life, so they think, well I don't, I don't I shouldn't be maths, um, but that's, a lot of people do use the content of maths in their jobs, they're engineers or... You know, pilots or medics or something mm. like that but there's so many other um, kind of routes you can go down in life that if you've done a maths a level um, or maths at university you will you'll be in a, at an advantage because of just the way that it trains you to think um, and actually probably these things about confidence you'll, you'll have seen yourself um, do something really really difficult and succeed and mm. i think that will make a huge difference then to your, your life in the future um, and, and yeah just the ability to think logically and solve problems and persevere when things are difficult uh, I would say that that's 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 the most important those skills are the most important things that you gain by doing a maths A maths degree and if, and if you then do go on and use the actual content in your job that's that's great but if you don't it's also great because you've still got all these other skills that are
2: transferable across the board so that's that's probably what I would, what I would say I think that um, there are lots of other things like employability but I'm not particularly interested in that as a selling point for students. I think that um, further maths a in particular is very enjoyable, exciting, mm. you get to see all these things that you would never come across yeah. otherwise, really exciting concepts which you can then apply to other things but I, I don't think that's the reason to study maths. Um, in our uh, taster sessions last year, the advice I gave to all of the year 11s at that time, it didn't go down very well, was um, if you're a boy thinking of studying maths, you probably overrate yourself for maths, and if you're a girl studying maths, you probably underrate yourself for maths. And um, so if you're a girl considering further maths, you probably should do it. But if you're a boy who's not sure if you're good enough at further maths, you probably shouldn't do it. But I should point out, probability is uh, a like, big numbers <laughs> system, and there will be exceptions to that rule. But I think if you're a girl and you're considering further maths, then you're probably somebody who would gain a lot from it and okay. would like it. It's a lot of fun, generally. Yeah. <laughs> it is.
0: I mean, I, I'm not very good at maths. I've always felt, like for me in school, it was a real struggle I found there's no way like I lost confidence at a very early age Mm -hmm. so I would never even have considered choosing it so how would you change that perception for someone like me and I know that's obviously there's Mm -hmm. skills you know I might not just have the skills it's not
2: for everyone exactly and this is the thing English and history and Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. we no. don't want 100% math. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> the job. Yeah. But, then, but then
0: how would you try and encourage someone and or be, basically build their confidence mm. if they've lost it at an early age?
2: It's, it is very difficult, yeah. it is mm. very difficult, but I think you need to give students successes normally quite early on in every lesson. And lots of students actually tell me that the thing they like about math is actually not the great big ideas, the amazing concepts in the fourth dimension, but actually just the sense of achievement from mm-hmm. doing a question. Mm-hmm. So solving an equation and getting it right, I can do this, get it another one right, I can do this, and that, that actually motivates students. So I think just pitching to the right level and allowing that student to repeatedly experience
3: success. Um, also I think like the growth mindset thing is also really important because um, w- when I was doing math in year nine, um, Ms. Kumari showed us a video about like brain development of yeah. London cab drivers. Yeah. And that really kind of changed my perspective on like ability in math because it, the main idea was that it's not just your ability that shows how good you are at math. It's just like how much experience you've had until now. So now, like after that, I thought that the only thing separating me from the other mathematicians is just the amount of work I put in. Yeah, so that was yeah. really inspiring. Yeah. I
0: mean, I feel that's a great way to end this podcast, <laughs> unless you've got anything else you'd like to add. Thank you, Zoe, Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, Irvi. Much. Thank you. It's a real pleasure talking to you. Mm-hmm.